0: Uh, welcome to our show, Joe and Dion Dimico, Uh Good morning. A little bit crazy over here. I just hit the podcast button, so I'm a little bit slow on that, so everyone missed my little tirade. Good morning, Mitch. Morning, good morning everybody. Good morning, Joe.
1: Good morning. So you guys went to the
0: game last week, that Bears-Raiders game. Um are you still seeing yellow from all the penalty flags that they threw in that game? I mean, do you think that the refs had something in for Gruden um, as well there? Because it just seemed like there was an in, in, inordinate amount of penalty flags, not just in that game, but across the NFL last week.
2: You know, in hindsight, Mitch, you know, knowing what we know now after Gruden resigned and all these other things, I, I haven't read the, every every article or column on it, so I can't speak totally in detail or educated about the emails or whatever was done wrong. But there was something, looking back in hindsight, there was an odd feeling at the game, uh, you know, throughout the game. There really was. Uh, there was obviously some things going on in the locker room or this week or the week pr- leading up to the game that us the, the public really didn't know about too much or, or were uh, you know, abreast of. And it, it showed during the, the Raiders were just flat. There was a lot of things going on. I will tell you this, Mitch. It's the fourth time we've been there for a game. We saw three Raider games, saw the byu Arizona game at the beginning of the season. But during the three Raider games, all three times, the visiting teams were louder and seemed to have more fans in the stands than Raider fans. And, you know, know, I, I know that this is a transient town and a tourist town. But, you know, Vegas wanted a pro team for a long time. And I'm just, surprised. I put something up on social media. I said, Vegas people, you wanted a pro team? Get your butts out here to Allegiant, man. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing when visitors are coming. You really only see that, to be honest with you, uh, when Yankees travel. You see a lot of Yankee fans, uh, and, you know, and, and when they're traveling, uh, sometimes they seem a little more overwhelming, no matter where they play than the hometown team they're playing. This is three times we've been there for three home games, Mitch. Three times the visiting fans seemed to, I'll tell you what, there were more Bears fans there than there was Raider fans, I would say there to was, be honest.
3: There was probably about a good 70%, I think, of the stadium was Bears fans.
0: Well, I, I, I grew, mean,
3: everywhere you looked.
0: I grew up in a tourist town as well in Miami, and, um, you know, growing up a Hurricane fan who were never really a very good team, it was pretty often that opposing fan bases would buy season tickets to the Hurricane games just to be able to get tickets because they knew that a large contingent of fans would be going to Miami in November to go watch the Sooners beat the crap out of the Hurricanes, you know? And so they would buy, you know, an entire season tickets. It was cheaper than them scalping tickets. And then they would unload the other tickets to the other, at the other fan base, you know, headquarters or booster clubs, you know, to, to do the exact same thing. And, you know, I think, I think Vegas kind of had that in mind, you know, when, when they got the Raiders then they knew that was going to happen. And it's, 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 you know, it's, it takes time also. Um, I think what it's going to take is for them to really win. Right. I yeah. mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it takes. You know, it takes for them to really win, you know, to get fans to show up. Yeah,
2: I agree, but you know, it was still a fun night and uh, it really was. It's always a great event going there. We have a, it's
1: a beautiful stadium. It's a great
2: stadium, great place. And we're seeing more and more people tailgate And it's easier. I mean, the first few events we attended there, Garth Brooks, and then a few other shows, it was a nightmare getting in and out. Now you can get in and out no matter what. Even if you get there an hour before game time, you're getting in and out. They shuffle traffic. There's no trouble. But the tailgating is kind of fun. Certain parking lots that you park in around the stadium are designated for tailgating and certain are not, which is kind of nice too. But the tailgating seems to be really nice. It's nice to see that here in Vegas. It really is. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, speaking of Vegas... Who do you like today, Joe? <laughs> Me, all
2: right. Uh, I've got a nice game going off. I believe early, uh, sports fans. We're gonna talk Texas, Oklahoma State. My friends, after beating up. Excuse me, after being up scores of 28 to 7 and 41 to 23, and then blowing a game in last week's embarrassing 55 48 loss to rival Oklahoma, there's no doubt Texas is not going to take the 5 0 Oklahoma State team lightly. Although, in his first year at the helm, head coach Steve Sarkisian knows very well that the last four meetings of this rivalry were each settled by seven points or less, with two. Overtimes. Yes, the cowboy defense is pretty darn good. I'm not taking away anything from that. I'm not gonna argue that. But the Longhorns offense cannon will light them up. The problem I feel Okie State is going to run into here is with their very anemic offense. They account for nearly 20 points per game, less than Texas. And the Longhorns, as we all know, possess a top 10 rushing attack, meaning they will keep the Cowboys defense on the field and wear them down. The Oki State offense. They just won't have the time of possession to do the same here, my friends. Here's some ATS stats: Texas, 6-1, the last seven as a favorite. 6-2, the last eight. Overall, they do get the betters paid. I like the Longhorns in this one, guys. I think they're going to win this game. I think they win this game by 7-12 to 12 points, Mitch.
0: Joe, what do you think of this one?
2: Yeah, I'm
1: with Joe on this one. I think um, the Texas offense is just too strong compared to this Oklahoma one. Um, Oklahoma's going to struggle to get those points on the board, and I think Texas will pull away. Um, You know, these defenses are great. Oklahoma has a good defense, but it has struggled in areas, and I think it will really struggle against Texas today. So give me Texas minus the points.
0: Thank you, Joe. I got to say that... uh... Steve Sarkeesian's on my list of coaches I can't stand. This guy's (laughs) never been successful at the head coaching level, and I'm shocked he got the Texas job. I think that he's kind of like a way station. You know, He's kind of like he's just there until they get the guy that they really want. So I think that they don't even want to win so they can quickly get rid of this guy. He was a bust out at Washington. He was a bust out at USC, and um, I expect him to bust out of Texas too. Um, It's going to take losses in games like this to get him the hell out of there in a hurry. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how this one goes. Texas offense has been a sieve, and I think there's nothing worse than being a fan of a team than seeing your team lose late. It's like mm-hmm. if you're going to lose early, you're going to get run over. Hey, you know what? We'll Romanelli on, he'll tell you, but well, maybe he's never seen it, but I've been there at the swamp. You know, the the, va- mm-hmm. the swamp. You go there when it's forty-eight, nothing the other way, and see what it looks like in the third quarter. It's like select a, It's like select a seat day. Trust me, I've been, I've been there. But um, you know, I think that you know it, it's that type of situation in Texas. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So I don't know. I like I'm a defense guy, and I think that defense uh, for Oklahoma State just a little bit too tough. I think this game is going to come down late. When you look at the historical um, games between these two teams, they're tight. Even last year went overtime. It was a seven point game, but it went overtime. The games have been very, very tight. So this could be a four. This could be a three. This could be anywhere within there. Uh, Not, I just, like I said, I'm anti Sarkeesian. So it's just, it's just tough. I'm just, it's just tough for me to get there. It's like, like I said at the beginning, you know, it's like there's certain teams and coaches I just get stuck on. And I'm, I'm so anti-Sarkeesian. I can't help myself.
2: No, I'm not a big fan of Steve Sarkeesian. I agree with you. But I think after last week's just <laughs> – after being up and blowing that game against one of their biggest rivals, you know, they have to bounce back here. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of Sarkeesian, but I do like this Texas team. I think there's a lot of talent on it. I do think that their running game can keep – the Okie State State uh, defense at bay a little bit. I just don't see – I see the mismatch, Mitch, with Oklahoma State's offense. I just don't oh, think they're, they're going to have the kind of And the laundry,
0: that believe me, the laundry is going to be pro-Texas all day long on the field. You know it. Um, it's just okay. the way that it is. But with Texas leaving the leaving the Big 12, I'm not so sure they're going to get the love that they normally get from the okay. officiating crew. So it's like this, this, this could be a good one. Definitely uh, – Definitely a good good one for the fans, for sure. There you go. Dion, how about you?
1: Well, I have one game for you. Um, unless you looked at the new polls this week, brace yourself. Iowa is the second-ranked team in the nation. Not only are they 6-0 and straight up, they are also 5-1 and against the spread. Once again this season, the Hawkeyes are getting the betters paid. Their defense, which ranks fourth in college football, is shutting down offenses completely. So much so... They really don't have any impressive stats in passing or rushing. And still they are scoring 31 and a half points per game. The Boilermakers haven't which haven't mustered more than better than 13 points in any of their last 3 games, won't be able to move the chains at all. They are 0 7 ATS the last 7 in conference play, 0 6 the last 6 following an ATS loss and 2 and 8 against the spread the last 10 overall. So I'm going to play Iowa here.
0: Joe, what do you think?
1: You know, I like it. I like Iowa. I also like the under in this game. I think we see two defenses controlling um, the clock in this game. Heavy run games. Um, Iowa is 7-1 against the spread, like Dion said, against this Purdue team that hasn't been covering. They're 2-8 against the spread in their last 10. Um, Iowa and uh, heavy push on that under for me.
0: Yeah, Purdue is one of these teams that you know. and I have this discussion, with, you know, on the morning show with you guys all the time, and it's a team where the numbers might not show them as a public dog, but they're a super public dog in this game. Purdue is super public. Um, mm-hmm. Every comment I read is about like how Purdue gives, you know, how Brom gives Ferrans fits and all of these things like that. Yeah, you start hearing stuff like that, I just start betting the other side. Even though it was tough, it was tough for me to get to Iowa. In this one, because obviously the, they have the momentum, they have the public backing, they have all of those things, and plus, you know, eleven and a half points in a uh, in, in, in a conference game. But at the, and you know, and and Brahms' record against Ferrance. But the issue is, is that you have a, a very public dog here in Purdue, and that is death. And um, I think Iowa just, you know, what we've seen from them is. The the expectation it seems almost every week now it's you're expecting them to crumble. I mean, back to the Iowa State game, they were dog in that game, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, this you know even this is a very good defense, and Purdue they couldn't move the ball on Minnesota. Good luck, good <laughs> luck is what I gotta say <laughs> to those guys. Uh, I, I like the team. I like the team total under on Purdue as well in this one. So, <laughs> Joe, you got Uh, another game for us?
2: Me? No, you know what? Just the one? I I had a game I wanted to give out, but the line moved on it so much that I put it up as a premium play this morning. Uh, I've got some things on the board I can tell you about if you want, but I do want to say, Mitch, I don't know if you realize this, but being our fearless leader, today is National Bosses Day. (laughs) And and we wanted to say happy National Bosses Day to the boss in charge. But I want to do make one more point, though, Mitch, if you notice, that in between Dion and myself, I'm the one holding the coffee cup that says "Like a Boss." <laughs> so so she may be beating my butt in college football this season, but I'm still the boss in this house. That's all I wanted to say. Dion, if you, I have
0: no if you could just
4: Don, if you could Dion, if you could just on take side, take your
0: phone, turn the camera on when you guys come off the air. I just want – and throw that one on my YouTube channel. I could use the 10 million views on that because that, I think, is going to be uh, – <laughs> we'll, we'll see the who's the boss discussion from the uh, D'Amico house. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I plead the fifth on this one, buddy. I'm not, I'm not touching
0: that one. I I don't think Dion cares what the mug says. Anyways, we appreciate you guys. As always, we'll see you tomorrow morning for uh, NFL Sunday. Thank you very much. That was Joe and Dion. Thanks for having
2: us, guys. All the best in your bets today, guys. Guys, have a great day. Good luck to everybody out there. Have a winning day. Thank you for having us.
0: All right, that was that was uh, Joe and Dion, and uh, of course, uh, they're with us. Just about every single weekend, you can get their picks over at Pick Dogs. Didn't do the promo section. Forgot all about that, but that's okay. You can get, Dion has been lighting up the leaderboard, um, of course, and uh, Joe, well, he's been around forever. He's lit up many leaderboards in his day. Got uh, a lot of guys with us today. And uh, so I, I think that Iowa game is super interesting. I mean, like I said, In it's one way. of those games where if you look at the numbers, it looks, you know, very public Iowa. But like I said, you look at the you look at like the the social media of the game and it's yeah. all Purdue and it's like that is very scary and a very bad sign and I think what we've seen historically you know, looking at these games that we've looked at the last several months, you know, as we've been kind of looking at what is public and what isn't, because we, the data that shows us where this where the bets are coming from, they don't tell us where that is, right? Yeah. Where it's coming from. So, how do we even know that it's true? You know, they could just be making it up. And I think in it, some it could cases, be. I think in some cases they do. I, I, I honestly do. I, I I have no idea where it comes from. If they don't tell us um, where it's coming from. And how could it be trusted, you know, is what
1: Absolutely. I say. Yeah. And I, and that's why I love the under in this one. I think, you know, we look at these defenses, we look at what they can do against each other. Um, I think that under is the solid play of the day for that one.
0: Well, speaking of unders, let's bring in Ron Romanelli. Scott is Houston gear on and uh, morning, Ron.
5: Oh, morning, guys. How are you guys doing today?
0: Good. We didn't give you any any uh, heads up there. We just kind of brought you. Not in. At I, saw, all. I saw you looking at the camera. <laughs> I figured it was uh, okay. <laughs> Normally, I do a lineup and everything, but I didn't do that today. So uh, we'll try and, uh, for the rest of you guys, we'll try and give you a little bit of a heads up as to. <laughs> kind of uh, good
1: to keep everyone on their toes, isn't
0: I think it? it? I think it is. I think, I it. think so. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, it, this, this, way, this way they're in the game, you know? Yeah. So for, I always like to ask Romanelli about the the uh, Gator games, and today, interesting one at LSU. Of course, LSU went into Gainesville last week last year and beat the Gators. When the Gators thought they had a shot at the playoff, you know, they were thinking playoff. LSU goes in there and beats them up.
5: It um, wasn't it like a drop punt or something?
0: Happened? It, it was
5: a bunch of stuff. I was actually at the game. Uh, Marco Wilson threw one of the. Uh, LSU players shoes and that's right it was the, it
0: was the shoe throwing incident game. yeah Evan that's
5: McPherson missed the field goal it was foggy it was a crazy night a night to remember but for the wrong reasons
0: it was a bad <laughs> LSU team too and yeah, bad you know, one, yeah but you know Florida LSU has always been a rivalry game once in the west and once in the east yet they play each other every single year so that To me, that is when you know it's a rivalry game. It's kind of like Ohio State-Michigan, kind of like Florida State-Miami. Opposite sides of the same conference, yet they play each other every single year. And, um, you know, LSU, um, a couple of years ago, tried to duck the Gators in in their game with the Hurricane. Uh, The game was supposed to be at Gainesville. It was delayed, postponed because of a hurricane. They decided to move the date to fi- try and find a date. LSU kept putting them off, putting them off, putting them off. Finally at the end of the season, they said, well, we just don't we're just not gonna play the game. And Florida's like, oh yes, we are. And then they said, well we don't want to we're not gonna travel to play there. Okay, well we'll just show up at your building. And that's exactly what they did. They played a game for free, right? They didn't charge admission to the game. <laughs> they said free for everybody. We're gonna and they went in there and they busted them up right? They just busted them. They were so mad. They just busted them up. But the thing is Dan Mullen, he's a guy that busts up the bad teams, right? And he doesn't really, he hasn't really busted up the good teams throughout his career. So, um, I don't know. This LSU team looked pretty bad last week against Kentucky. Ooh,
5: yeah. I mean, yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see that this, this spread so steep in Florida's direction, but I think it just shows you, this is not a good LSU team, especially offensively. I mean, just not They weren't able to move the ball at all last week against Kentucky. And I know Kentucky's a solid defense, but still, it was just ugh, ugly performance. And I think both teams are trending downwards. But I think uh, the Gators will more than likely pull this one out.
0: I think I, I like the Gators in this one as well. I just think that LSU, the quarterback play, is so bad. Florida, of course, the quarterback play, not, not much better. But yeah. I just think that what we <laughs> saw from LSU is some – is some big holes on the defense. And I think with the big injury now um, at LSU, they're all American corner um, out for this one. And I don't know if Mm. he's gone for the season or not, but he's their best player is out for LSU. So that is, that, you know, when you have a team that's not all the way um, there, um, that usually will leave a mark, you know? So anyways, I always like talking Florida football with you. Anyways, what do you got going on? For us today,
5: well, the first game I'm going to look at is also in the SEC. It's that Ole Miss Tennessee game should be a great one to watch. Uh, you look at this Ole Miss defense; it's allowing 31 points per game and allowing uh, 438 yards per game. The rush defense has really, really struggled, especially as of late. Last week against Arkansas, gave up six yards per carry, 350 rushing yards, and then a few weeks ago against Alabama, also got uh, burned on the ground, 210 rushing yards allowed you got a Tennessee team playing at home that's able to run the football. I really like that, and a home dog. Can they move the ball on the ground? And Tennessee's done it all season long. 254 rushing yards per game for Tennessee, one of the best teams in the country in terms of running the ball, 5.3 yards per carry. We know Neyland Stadium, it's not an easy place to play, and this is Ole Miss's second true road game of the season. Their first true road game at Alabama, they got squanched. I mean, it was 291 yards only 21 points for one of the best offenses in the country. I'm not saying Tennessee's going to hold them to that number, but you know Tennessee's defense it has been solid this season. 22 points allowed per game. They haven't had the hardest schedule, but they've faced some pretty decent offenses in Florida, Missouri, uh, Pittsburgh. So, you know what? I think Tennessee is a very live dog in this game, and I actually think the points could be in play. Uh, we saw last week Ole Miss and Arkansas you know, score for score for score, and then Arkansas decided they wanted to go for two, go for the win. Couldn't get there, but a one-point loss, that would fall right into the points uh, in this week, getting that two-and-a-half with Tennessee. So I'm going to take the points with Tennessee. I think they have a great shot at pulling off the upset, but I'll take the points just in case because I could see a one- or two-point game either way. Joe, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Ron. This one is going to come down to a last possession kind of game. Um, it scares me taking either side in this one, especially when we look at Old Miss uh, against Tennessee is uh, four of five covering that spread. So I have a kind of lean on Old Miss, but if Tennessee can get the ball in their hands for that last drive, Tennessee will come out and win this. So this is one I'm staying off. It's too close of a spread in this one. Um in a high-scoring offensive battle. So I'm off it, but best of luck with Tennessee. I can see them absolutely pulling it out, and there's value there.
0: Yeah, I I, I love Nalen Stadium, just a disclaimer here. It's one of my favorite places to um, see college football and some of the nicest people um, in all of college football. Just great, great crowd, and it's like, what does it hold? Like 110, 120, <laughs> something like that. It is
6: massive. And, you know, yeah. Rocky. It's a gorgeous and, stadium. And, oh, it's
0: unbelievable. You know, to drive there through the smoky mountains. It's just unbelievable, right? It's crazy. But um, anyways, I think that this is going to be a hell of a game. And I think, you know, when you have a total in that, um, I don't know, was it? 14-touchdown range, something, yeah. <laughs> something like that. It's in the 80s. Yeah, 80, 82, so it's at 11. Yeah. So just just south of 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like the over. <laughs> it's like it just seems they put out the big number. And the thing about this one is, we saw you know, last week, you know, Joe and I each did a pick at the end of the show. I gave out the over in the old Miss-Arkansas uh, game. <laughs> it was 100-something. Right? But I think that this game has that type of potential, too. I, I do. I, I think that Tennessee is there is is definitely headed in the right direction for the first time in a while, and it's been a while since Tennessee has been relevant. Probably since ninety eight, right? Maybe nineteen ninety eight. Peyton Manning graduated at ninety seven, so it's probably ninety eight, um, the year they won after Peyton Manning left. Right? T. Martin's team won the national championship. Um, I would say, uh, you know. College football is better when teams like Tennessee are good. I, I hope Tennessee wins. I'm, I'm rooting for Tennessee, um, but
5: I really think it's an over game for me. Yeah, it should be a great game. And I just think the points are, could be in play. It's just, you know, just like last week when I came on here, I took Virginia. It was just like a score for score kind of game. But getting any kind of points in those types of games, even at home, you know, especially at home, I think there's some value there. So it may not be the prettiest one if you're. If you don't want to watch it because you're nervous with the bet, this might mean you don't want to watch this one because Ole Miss could go up, you know, early. Just like we saw Texas last week, 28-7. to You're thinking, oh, I got that one in the bag, and then Oklahoma comes out. Not only do they win, they cover the spread. So, uh, yeah, this this could have that similar type of game, but should be a good one in the SEC.
1: Absolutely, and as soon as Tennessee's run game can work out where those holes are in Old Miss's defense, they will add the points to the board too. So it's going to be a fun one, I think. Uh, definitely, definitely tight.
5: Um, you have another game for us, or is? Yes, I do. Got uh, <clears throat> yeah, one more in the Mountain West today. Uh, it's Colorado State in New Mexico. You look at this Colorado State team, horrible start to the season. They lost to an FCS South Dakota State, a pretty good FCS team, but not, you know, no excuses there for, to lose by tw- uh, almost 20 points. Then they lost to Vanderbilt, another bad loss for Colorado State. Looks like the season's going to be over right away, but they go out to Toledo, a tough MAC team, they beat them 22 to 6. Then they go to Iowa, obviously top four-ranked team now, um, and they are actually leading 14-7 at halftime in that game at Iowa. They only lost by 10 points and held Iowa to 278 yards, so the defense really improving. Then they go back home. They play San Jose State, another tough team, tough defense. They put up 32 points against San Jose State, beat them 32-14. So this Colorado State team improved mightily over the past few weeks. Their defense has been fantastic, allowing less than 300 yards in each of the last three games. The offense is doing it on the ground. They've been getting 200 rushing yards or more in three of the last four games that they've played. And you look at the opposite side, you got a New Mexico team that had a pretty decent start to the season. They played some weak teams, Houston Baptist and New Mexico State, got wins in those, but At Texas A&M, they got shut out 34-0. At UTEP, 20-13, they lose. At Air Force, 38-10, they got blown out. And then they got blown out last week or the last game against San Diego State, 31-7. The offense has done nothing, especially on the ground. They're not doing much in the running game. The defense has given up the run over 200 yards rushing the last two games. This is just not a good New Mexico team. Facing a Colorado State team that's improving every single week. I don't know how this line is so low at 11. I could see Colorado state winning by three touchdowns, at least two touchdowns. So I'll lay the points with the Rams of Colorado state. It's not really a tough home environment for New Mexico. So I'm not worried about the road game. Um, I'll lay the points with Colorado state. Joe. What you yeah.
1: I'm with you Ron on this one. You know, we have two offenses that really have struggled for both these teams. Both teams have struggles on the defensive side as well. Um, but plain and simple, the Rams are the better team. Uh, paper wise, I test wise, everything this team is going to come out. They're going to, um, be able to run the ball against this defense. That is terrible against the run. Um, give me the Rams all day long to get this done. Uh, New Mexico also hasn't been covering the spread. They haven't been playing well at home. Uh, they're just not a team that put money on this season at all.
0: I'm, I'm with, I'm with you guys in this one. Uh, I, I, Gave out Colorado State in my pick dogs parlay, um, and I felt pretty confident. I was just like, I kind of regretted giving it out there because I should have given it out as a premium pick. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. lo- I just loved it. So, uh, yeah, I think Colorado State all, all day and twice on Saturdays. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> like it.
5: What do you got for sale today, Ron? Yeah, today we got a locked and loaded card, a juicy college football card, and also a pretty hefty NHL card. Uh, off to a winning year in the NHL, but today you can get my top six college football plays, and I also throw in my NHL play of the night. All seven plays for just $45. It's about $6.40 a pick. Can't beat that price. Um, having a good couple days the past few days. NHL starting to heat up, and today's going to be a big day in college football. Really liking the card today, so join me at Pick Dogs Premium, and we'll put some money in your pocket.
0: All right. Well. Good luck to you, Ron. Of course, we appreciate you, and we
5: will see you tomorrow. All
0: I'll right. See you guys tomorrow. What's up, with good the luck Houston- What's up with the Houston gear?
5: Yeah, I got to mention it. So, you know, last week Houston took on uh, Tulane, and I had the over in the premium area in that one, and it was looking pretty good the whole way, but Houston started to uh, pull away, and the game script kind of forced me in a bad spot where Houston was just chewing the clock, running the ball, and it didn't look good. It looked like they were just going to, you know, ease the game out, and it was going to go under the total, but... With a minute left, they had one more play that they were going to run before they were going to start kneeing the ball and just end the game. But they had one more run at it at the 35-yard line. And Alton McCaskill, my favorite person in the world, he got the ball. And obviously Tulane's going to stack the box and just try to stop the run. But he juked a man and had open field. He didn't pull a Nick Chubb. He Went right in the end zone, (laughs) touchdown, cashed the over. And right away I went online, bought my hat and my shirt. Big Houston fan now and love Alton McCaskill. So... That's why I had to represent the Cougars today. Go Cougars! Go Cougs! All right. Well, there you have it. That's, That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's a nice, <laughs>
0: it's a nice, it's a nice story. We have uh, that was. We appreciate you coming on, Ron, and of course we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. That was uh, Ron Romanelli. Now, next, we're going to have Jovan Burts. Give him a little heads up there. Um, something that we haven't been doing a great job <laughs> at on this show um but joe so far uh, a couple cappers out anything uh, jump off the page at you here
1: um no nothing's really jumping off the page at me after uh talking to these guys we've got some great games and i'm excited for the ones that they've covered um a couple i'm looking to stay away from but it's gonna be a fun day of college football
0: i'm a little bit i'm a little bit um mad that i didn't give colorado state at as a uh as as a uh premium I, i'm kind of yeah
1: I, yeah I didn't either
0: i'm kind of a little miffed about that because i really i really like that one too and yep. um, so oh well it, it
1: definitely is a great one um so you guys jump on that
0: yeah i lost my um i lost my window but now i've found it again i'm having some t- <laughs> difficulties back here today
1: yeah so i i tell you um sometimes i do the same thing i don't know where they go
0: it just yeah. disappear it's just <laughs> well what happened is i came in and all my screens were blank i have like a bunch yeah. of monitors you know on my desk and uh, you know all around and everything i came in and everything was blank so uh it happens some days but we've got jovon with us now and uh here he is Jovan. welcome to the show
3: Good morning.
0: How's it going this morning? You ready for some college football action?
3: Oh, I'm ready every
0: week. Well, Javon lives in the Boston area, and I got to say, one of the nicest areas in the country around this time of year, the foliage is usually off the chain. How's it looking uh, right now? It's starting to really turn up there.
3: Yeah, leaves on the ground, you know, colors, colors galore on the trees, tree, you know, the leaves falling off, you know. The cars, you know, filled up with um, with leaves, you know, that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> we um, we we don't get that here, so it's kind of you know, it's just a different different world. We just have colors all the time, you know, bright colors yeah. all the time. So keep, keep
1: rubbing it in, Mitch.
0: It's, it's okay. Don't worry about it, Joe. It's yeah. it's all good. At least so I'm, it's
3: not cold yet here.
0: I I was I was saying, you know, you guys just stop worrying about me. Really, just don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. But uh, anyways you'll make it through. I really like today's college football card as well. So what have you got going on for us to get things started?
3: Yeah, so I got two plays on um, my particular, like both um totals. So the first one I'm gonna gonna look at is uh, Kentucky going into Athens, playing the number one team in the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs. Now let's just get this one right out the way. Georgia Bulldogs, number one defense in the land, you know, from top to bottom. So Kentucky's not going to get anything. They might not sniff the um the end zone. You know, in the last two games, you know, they've outscored their two opponents, which was Arkansas and um Arkansas and who's Auburn, 71, 71 to 10 yeah the and I don't and I don't look at I don't look at Kentucky as anywhere near um having the offensive firepower as uh, Arkansas so I just think that um they're not gonna get they're not gonna really get much you know on the ground uh, which is what they do they, they 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 got a good running attack but dealing with um, Georgia it's not just not gonna happen but on the other side you have Georgia, the last two years, they played Kentucky. They've only managed fourteen points and twenty-one points. So, and Kentucky does have a good defense. You know, they formed, you know, on and on their own. So, uh, with this low total, I just don't think. Um, I just don't. I just don't think that they're going to get there.
0: Well, since you brought it up, I have to ask, where does the name Cervasié smoke? rank in the all-time college football name list is he somewhere in between um maybe i am hip and uh, you know some so i mean he's definitely got to be up there right i mean cavassier smoke it's like <laughs> you don't hear that one every day but uh when you watch kentucky he certainly has been carrying the rock really well and of course rodriguez has done a nice job there it'll be interesting to see how those guys do against that georgian D though joe what do you think yeah,
1: I'm with you on the under on this one. This is going to be a game in the trenches for both these teams. The defenses are both so strong. You know, Georgia's only allowing an average of 5.5 points per game for their opponents. Um, Kentucky is still phenomenal as well at 17.5. This is going to be a strong, heavy defensive game where, you know, these teams are going back and forth, limited scoring. So give me the under.
0: This one comes down to the short field for me. It's like whoever can create that shortest, short, shorter field. Um, is going to win and cover this game, I think Georgia is going to win the game. I, I just think it's a matter of how many points Kentucky can score and how many points they can keep Georgia from scoring. Obviously, if they can create a longer field for Georgia, it's going to make it a little bit tougher um, on them. One issue with Kentucky has been is that under stoops their first six games they've been really good and then the last six games they have not been very good and then they usually will play okay in the bowl game so it's like we need to watch out for that as well but this should be a great one between the hedges i have no play in this game that's for sure not going anywhere near this thing Uh, but i will be watching as a fan
3: absolutely
0: you got another game for us as well, or just one today?
3: Yeah, well, we're gonna stick. Um, we're gonna stick with the SEC. You know, I, I kind of like that SEC, uh, SEC. You know, betting. I just like the way they play. You know, mo- mostly defense, but you have some offensive teams. You know, um. So we're we're gonna um tackle this old Miss and Tennessee game. You know, I'm looking at the total on this one, and contrary to a lot of people, I'm on the under in this one. You know. I think with when you're dealing with two high-powered offenses, you know everyone expects from the opening opening kickoff for it to be scoring. And I think that in this game, they're going to start off slow. Now you look at Tennessee's defense; they actually do play some sort of defense. You know they they they're 46 in the um country and um yards allowed, and they have a hell of a um a hell of a rushing um rushing defense. You know. So, you know, there's going to be strength against strength. You know, um, Ole Miss is number five in the country and, run, and, and, and they're running attack. The and so I think that starting off, in a, at least in the first quarter, maybe going into the second quarter, that we're going to see, we're not going to see sevens on the board. We might see a couple threes. We might see, you know, a, a, you might see a zero. You know, sometimes you have to anticipate that even if it's two, Offensive um, juggernauts—they might not, you know, just light the, light the world on fire. Now, later on in the game, you know, they might get, they might, they might, you know, start scoring. But I just think in this one, it's gonna fall just below the, um, the total, which is you no know, huge, 80, 82. So that's why I'm looking at on, on this one. They start off slow and just, 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 just doesn't get to, to- get to the total on this one.
0: I love saying 12 touchdowns. Joe, what do, you, what do you think? I
1: think this one flies over. I'm looking for this pigskin to be flying back and forth on the field of this one. I would take all of the overs. Um, Old Miss team total over. First half over. Um, game over. I love a high scoring game in this one. I don't see, I don't see it hitting below 85 yep. and call, we've got 82.
0: Call me square. I'll take the over also in this one. I don't care. You call me no. square. As you want.
3: Well, I you just, know, you'll know by halftime oh, what
0: it's going to be. We'll know in the first five minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll know in the first five minutes, you know, last night, you know, in the game that, you know, I thought was a clear over all the way that, that North Texas, um, you know, Marshall game, we saw 49 points in the first half and then there was no points in the third quarter. So you're never really sure how these things are going to go. But, um, you know, I think
1: games like that drive me crazy. You think you've got it in the bag by
3: halftime and no.
0: Oh, and, and, you know, the Monday night game looked to be purely over, right. You know, in the first half and then 21
3: points in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then it went way and it went way under. So you're just never really sure how it's (laughs) going to go out. But, um, yeah, I, I I think that um, you know, we just haven't seen the defense from Ole Miss yet to, to make me believe that they're gonna stop anybody. And maybe if Tennessee tries to go, you know, at a more deliberate pace, but I don't even think they, they know how to do that either. I don't think they have much defense either. So this should be a this should be a good one either way. Um I don't know. I just like saying I just like saying twelve touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just like laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's it's three touchdowns yeah. per quarter. It's basically what we're looking at. <laughs> I think it might so have beautiful.
3: less to do with the it might have less to do with the defense and more to do with no offensive execution.
0: I will tell you one thing: this will be a great place to be today. Is at Nalen Stadium. It's probably yeah. going to be beautiful there. And like yeah. you know, we talked about earlier, just I think you know when you get these SEC games and you know at this time of year, and it's just you know it's what college football is all about. I mean, I, you know, I went there as a visitor, you know, and it was, uh, you know, they got me too. So it's like, you know, I was ready to buy some Tennessee gear too, the big T, you know. Anyways, what do you, what do you got for sale today at uh, Pick Dogs?
3: Yeah, so I got my Saturday shootout, um, nine, nine plays on um, for, for my package, you know, 49 99 you know, um, last week, I, you know, I left a couple on the board. It had more to do with the selection process than the games because I had winners. But, in that, in, you know, you cap the games and then you get to the second part, which is a crucial part, which is the selection process and what you're going to put on as a premium and what you're going to leave by the wayside. And, you know, I made a mistake with a couple that, you know, I second guessed myself and I paid paid the price for it. But, you know, this week, you know, I'm, I'm coming in locked and loaded for this Saturday. And I think I got nine that um that are going to, you know, be some real hitters. So check me out.
0: All right. Well, that was uh, Jovan. We appreciate you coming by. You're going to be by tomorrow as well. For NFL you know it. Sunday. You know it. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you tomorrow then for NFL Sunday. Jovan Burts, lighten it up. Best of luck. Lighten it up. Anyways, Joe, uh, you know, two different opinions now on this uh Tennessee Ole Miss game, you know, over, under. It's like I don't know, I just see a ton of points in this thing.
1: It's so like- do I. And you know, a couple of mistakes that could go under, but I don't think these two teams make mistakes, not with the holes in both of their defenses. I think we just see a high power scoring game.
0: When you get into those when you get into those eighty totals, <laughs> it's like you yeah. know, who, who knows, but the guy that knows about, you know, big totals is Chris Ruffalo. He's going to be up next with us, and, uh, you know, Chris is um, been doing a lot of hockey recently too, so uh, maybe we'll have to see. I know you're a big hockey person, Joe, and everyone knows I'm not a big hockey person, so we'll uh, probably get his take on some of that and, you know, with the way the season has started um, for in the NHL. It's... We've seen everybody play, I think, at this point. Yeah. So. And when well, we've well, seen lots of have. dogs I, take I the have. win. I haven't yeah. seen them, but I know that you guys have been watching it for me. But, My uh, Calgary
1: Flames play today. That will be exciting to watch.
0: Well. We bring in Chris, and uh, Chris, how, what do you think about this NHL season so far? Any big surprises?
7: Uh, well, we've taken our lumps. That's that's for sure. It's been. Just a lot of upsets. Uh, I meant, you know, I Anaheim Anaheim said, Ducks are there any Ducks.
0: big surprises? I mean, we know. We know. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think you take okay. in your lumps as no. any big surprise. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. No, um,
7: <laughs> the Anaheim, I'll give, I'll say the Anaheim Ducks for a team that were absolutely terrible last year have actually looked all right through the first couple of games, took the loss last night, but there's still a few teams that have to take the ice today for the first time. It's going to be uh, interesting to see. It's our heaviest day of the the schedule so far, 14 games today, so I'm ready for it.
0: All right. Well, what do you got in uh, college football action for us today? You have one game, two games? How many games you got? I I, I
7: have two games for you guys today.
0: All right. Well, what do you got?
7: All right. My first one. I'm going to look at this Iowa State and Kansas State matchup. Now, I'd understand if Iowa State was a favorite at home against Kansas State, but this line on the road confuses me a little bit as to why it's still sitting near a touchdown. You know, Brock Purdy. It's decent for the Cyclones this season. Almost on pace to match his numbers from last year, where he threw for almost 2,900 yards, 19 touchdowns, nine picks. This year, he's got 1,133—sorry, 1130, 1,133 yards, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. But seven of those touchdowns came against UNLV and Kansas, who are combined 0 and 10, with 179 points, 4 and 403 points against this season. The rest, well, 56 of 86 passing, not bad, but with one touchdown and four picks. And with a touch with one with that touchdown, three uh, interceptions coming against Iowa, who's one of the best defensive units in the country, and numbers like that, I don't think they're going to fly against the Kansas State team with a pretty good pass rush. They could throw Purdy from his rhythm early on. You know, Skyler Thompson threw for 320 yards a couple weeks ago, but the caveat was that he couldn't run the football, so you give him an extra week to rest up. You know, with uh, Bill Snyder Memorial Stadium, one of the more underrated home environments, I think, in all of college football, not just the Big Ten. Sorry, the Big Twelve. Excuse me. I think uh, I think Kansas State has a chance to win this one outright, but I'm taking the points.
0: Joe, what are you thinking?
1: Um. Yeah, I like them with the points. I think um, Kansas State does enough. To keep relevant in this game, uh, Skylar Thompson, their quarterback, I actually really believe in him. I think this Iowa team does come out and win it. Um, they're 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven versus Kansas State. I can see them getting the win, but I don't think they get the cover in this one. So I think Kansas State plus the points is the best bet in this, bet, this matchup.
0: Great cover coach, too. One of the best yeah. cover coaches, especially in conference games, in all of college football. Um, Iowa State comes in. I mean, seriously disappointing. This was a team that was ranked top ten. Um, you know, they, the game against they were favored against Iowa. You know, in that game, and um, you know, here they are favored on the road again. They were favored in the game against Baylor that they lost. So, uh, you know, they've they've disappointed, no doubt. But uh, I'll tell you what, Matt Campbell becomes uh, available. I think my Canes will be knocking on that door. Because this guy can flat out coach and win games. Imagine if he does that at Iowa State. Imagine what he could do with South Florida recruiting. Just a little, little <laughs> shout out to Coach Campbell if he's interested. Anyways, um, Chris, what else you got for us?
7: Well, my other one, you know,
0: I know that Camp Randall, one of
7: the most, one of the toughest home environments in the Big Ten. But even with Wisconsin against Army, I'm not laying two touchdowns in this spot. You know, the Badgers, they do have a 2-3 and record with losses to Michigan, Notre Dame, and Penn State. And while the Black Knights aren't in that tier of the college football spectrum, those three losses have something in common. Wisconsin's struggling to run the football compared to their two wins. You look at the three losses, 43 rushing yards against Michigan, 74 against Notre Dame. And 174 against Penn State in a 16 to 10 loss tells me that they were getting the field position but just couldn't punch it in when they needed to. The two wins against Illinois and Eastern Michigan, 391 rushing yards against Illinois, 352 against EMU, it tells me that the key for Wisconsin success and is going to be running the football successfully. And against the top ranked rush defense in the country, that's going to be tough to cover, let alone you know cover two scores. But uh, you know Army, an option in offense predicated on running the football, obviously. Against the second-ranked rush defense in the country, oh, man, it's whoa, going to be whoa, tough.
0: Whoa, I think whoa, Did you say predicated? What big words here?
1: <laughs> Those are too big of was... words for a Saturday morning. Yeah, I was, I
0: was using <laughs> my word of the easy day on calendar. The big words. <laughs> I was using, my...
7: <laughs> I was using my word of the day calendar yesterday. It was cookie. No I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be tough to cover two scores. Yeah, we talk about the past army. Still respectable, 60th in the country. And they're not getting beaten that badly through the air bottom line. I think this is going to be a black and blue game. You guys talked about that Ole Miss-Tennessee game. This that this game starts half an hour later and probably finish half an hour before. I think there's going to be just that much run in the football. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, either team both teams finished under 20 points here. I don't think it's going to be pretty or flashy, but I'm taking Army in the points.
0: I will cut him some slack. He doesn't have Jake Luton anymore. Joe, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think we're seeing a low scoring game and army plus the points um, would be my best bet in this. This is one that I, you know, thought about putting as a premium play because I really do think army is undervalued in this. And I, I think, um, the spread should be tighter, but it didn't make it. Uh, Wisconsin is a good team. And if they find the holes in army and are able to get more time of possession, um, they could cover this, but I don't see it happening. I think army, um, covers with the points today.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take a roof low on this one because I just think that, you know, for me, army is just, um, they're, they're possession team and a keep away team and four down team, right? It's like they don't punt; they just go for it, four down, three yards, three yards, three yards, three yards. Is a, is the way that they do it? But it, Wisconsin is just big, right? So they can lean on a team like this, and if they can do it back to them, and then they do get Army into that third down where they got to punt, or even worse, a passing situation, right? It's uh, it, it's it's not going to be good. I don't know. Paul Chris is such a jerk. I could see him even, you know, (laughs) pounding a military school, you know, it's like these guys that, you know, thank you for your service. Right. It's like, I mean, even, I mean, how about like a few years ago when, when Navy played at Ohio state, it was like they had to send out memos before the game to all the season ticket holders and fans, like not to boo Navy when they run out of the tunnel. I mean, come on, you know, and it's, I think it's going to be similar here with Paul Chris, you know, and, uh, you know, I know Camp Randall, another you know, great place to to see a game. And you know, I've talked about the kettle corn before, but I think that um <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, this one is one I'll probably be staying away from. I just think that I could see Wisconsin leaning on him and going 35 nothing here too. I could see it going either way. I could see Army, you know, because Paul Chris is such a bad coach. I could see him coaching his team into like a seventeen ten type thing. But at the same time, I could see thirty-five nothing, also, you know, yeah. type game. So it's just, I don't know, other places I'd rather be. Chris, what are you selling today?
7: And today I got my shotgun Saturday seven pack, I'll cover you from the twelve o'clock slot all until the uh, the late games tonight. Or if you kind of want to break up your day a little bit, I got five games from the twelve to four o'clock slot, and I got uh, three from uh, seven o'clock onwards, including my bookie bailout buster. It's one play that sells for 25 bucks on its own. So definitely check those out over Pick docs Premium, where this is the time to go on long term because we always say it's when the sports are starting to overlap. So this is going to be some of your best value for those longer term packages, whether it's me or with someone else as part of the uh, two for one capper deal.
0: Shares are freed or total. Oh, gosh. Uh, freed. All right. There you have it. <laughs> Braves for Rufo. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Chris, for joining us. And, uh, of course, we'll see you tomorrow and, of course, every day on the drive-thru. Plus, the slew of hockey videos out there today. I think he did 73 hockey videos today.
7: Close. So g- g- You might have to carry the one. I'm not sure.
0: I don't watch hockey, but I watch hockey videos. Anyways, thanks, Chris, for joining <laughs> us. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys.
1: Best a lot, Chris.
0: That was Chris Ruffalo. Of course, uh, you could see him every day, Monday through Friday, on the drive-through, and uh, of course, uh, one of and on those hockey videos. Plus, he does soccer videos too. We didn't even ask him about the soccer.
1: Oh, I didn't know he did
0: soccer. Oh, he as does well. soccer. He does it all. He he, uh, he he does it.
1: Soccer is just one sport. Um, I don't handicap because I can't watch it.
0: Like hockey I for get me.
1: so bored watching soccer.
0: That's yeah, like, hockey like hockey for me. Yeah. That's like hockey for me. Just a tough, I think. And the thing is, I love watching hockey live at the yeah. arena, but like on TV and stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's just, I can't follow the puck.
1: Well, did you like it when they used to have the puck like glowing?
0: No, I and don't. They I don't. had a
1: red line following it and stuff. No,
0: no. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, that was- I hated
1: when they did that.
0: It was terrible, but I think that, um, you know, for me, it's just, I think when you see it live and you have, like, you're up a little bit and you see the plays develop and the whole strategy all come together, it's a lot different than seeing it on TV where they're like, you know, who in the hell even knows what's going on. It always looks it always looks like they're magically in position, you know, <laughs> the play just happens, you know, it's kind of, I think because that's, that's such a big part of hockey, you know, is the way the whole play sets up. and you just You lose that on tv yeah
1: you absolutely
0: do it's weird i had never seen live hockey until i went to college and then i went to a hockey school you know it was like the- oh really yes. oh that's interesting be oh, you yeah. always in the, you know contending for the national championship always yeah. <laughs> Anyways. i love it bring in rod's wacky rod how are you today well, it helps when you turn your mic on to the
8: on business now it's on.
0: I'm doing good. Morning. Morning. We were just talking hockey behind your back. Um, nice. Any surprises for you so far this hockey season through just a couple of games?
8: Well, the only surprise for me is how bad the Rangers have been. <laughs> I figured that they would come out and uh, start the season a little better than what they have. Um, but you uh, know, it's it's still early. It's only two games in. Still 80 more games to go for a lot of these teams. Some of these teams are just playing their first game today. So, uh Lots of hockey left to go
0: this season. Well, well what do you Are got? Are
1: you a Rangers fan?
8: Uh, sort of.
0: Well, he's got okay. a banner behind him, so that's usually the dead. It's it's when the bandwagons roll and Rod is there. Everyone knows <laughs> it's like you know back up the bandwagon, pile Rod. In.
1: But
0: <laughs> Rod, what do you got for us today for a uh, for a pick?
8: Well, first we're going to go with uh, we're going to start off with the Baylor game. Baylor and BYU. Uh, for me. This Baylor team's pretty good on both sides of the ball. Um, the under probably not a bad bet in this in this here, but I think Baylor uh, gets the win by a touchdown. You look uh Baylor, four and one their last five games, straight up, eight and two their last ten following a straight up win. Uh as they got they lost their first one there, and then they bounced back and got a nice beat down last week. Um, Gary Bohannon, the quarterback, completing sixty-six percent of his passes. He's got eleven touchdowns, no picks. Um Thrown for uh, over 1,300 yards. Uh, he's got a nice couple of running backs with Smith and Ebner. Um, I like Baylor here today. You know, BYU, they're one and four in uh, their last five off of a straight-up loss. So uh, I think Baylor uh, BYU loses again. Give me Baylor in this one.
0: Joe, what are you thinking?
1: Mitch, this is one we keep talking about all week and I know that you prefer Baylor over BYU, but I'm sticking with BYU in this one. I think both of these defenses are super strong. I see a tighter game in this one and taking BYU plus the points, um, especially with them being on the road, I think is the best way to go in this. They're four and one against the spread in their last five on the road. Um, I don't see this being a blowout by Baylor and I've been on Baylor a lot this year. I love what I'm seeing out of them, but I think this BYU team keeps it tight.
0: Baylor's not generally a blowout team and and that's, and that's the truth, but they've played a much tougher, you know, they've had a much tougher road than um, BYU and BYU kind of middle of the pack as far as I'm concerned. You know, So that's why I've been more on Baylor in this matchup. I think BYU, when you look at them statistically, um, you know, they're, like I said, middle of the pack. I know they beat Arizona State. I think that was their best win of the season. But last week, they got punched in the mouth. I mean, they got the call of all calls to go up 10 nothing on Boise. And they once, they once that call happened, Boise just, I don't know, something lit a fire under them. And it was game over. And BYU had no answers whatsoever. I mean, nothing. They could not punch back at all. And I think Baylor's going to hit them even harder. So I think they might be in some trouble here. But that's just me, Rod. What do you else you got for us? Well, another one I've
8: been sticking to. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington State here. Stick with the Cougars playing Stanford. Um, both teams three and three on the season. Both teams three and three against the number. But uh, Washington State's three and zero ATS their last three, and uh, the Cardinals have just been awful. And look, Washington uh, they're four and zero ATS their last four in October. Stanford oh and five last five meetings versus uh, these Cougars. So, for me, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm going to stick with uh, the Washington Cougars here. I know it's, at, uh, it's Washington minus one now in places I've seen. I've seen enough the pick them, so it's moved to Washington State. I, I like Washington State here to get the win. Maybe the Cougars over Stanford in this one.
0: Joe?
1: Oh, I want to take Stanford in this. Um, this one hasn't made my card, but I look at the Stanford team, and I know Washington State is doing well. Stanford, though, is uh, six and three against the spread in their last nine. Um, they're playing hard, and they've had some games in which I didn't think they were going to win that they have come out and win. Um, I believe in them more than this Washington State team. Washington State is four and nine against the spread in their last thirteen. Stanford is seven and three straight up in their last ten. I'm going to jump on Stanford in this one.
0: I don't know. I, I have a I have a policy, and call me superstitious, but you bet on a game with two teams with the same colored uniforms. You get what you get. You know you're gonna. You're gonna <laughs> I mean, I learned what my I that? learned it from that sh- that Syracuse Auburn Sugar Bowl, the ten ten tie. <laughs> it's like I think uh, yeah. I think that uh, you know this is just one of those games. I could make an argument either way in this one. I I like Washington. State. I like the way that they played last week. Um, Stanford. I think it's been more hot and cold. We saw them, you know, beat Oregon, and then we saw them get slaughtered by, you know, by UCLA. We saw them get beat by, um, we saw them get beat by uh, Kansas State in the opener. They just got absolutely clobbered, yeah. you know. So it's like, who knows what's going to happen. Of course, Nick Rolovich, also one of the worst cover coaches in, in all of college football for Washington State. So a guy that I like to steer clear of, you know. So um, once again, like I said, two teams, same color uniform, I'll just use that as my out. <laughs> <laughs> same she color uniforms.
1: Up. I'm out. <laughs> hey,
0: okay. you don't you don't see me you don't see me here talking about the TCU Kansas State game either, right? It's like you know when they're playing. Like, there we go. Like, what is the odds of purple and silver being used twice? I mean in the same conference. It's like it just doesn't happen.
1: I love it. I learned something new about you every day.
0: Rod, what are you selling today at Pick Dogs? For me, over at Pick Dogs today,
8: I've got a nice five pack, my Super Saturday five pack, uh, all day Super Saturday. Got you covered in college football. You can get all uh, five of my best bets over there, or you can get my uh, ten star NHL slap shot play. Uh, we're three and zero on that one, and if you keep it rolling. You can get it singled over there uh, by itself for fifteen bucks, guaranteed winner. Um, jump on over to Pick Dogs Premium and uh, scoop it up. We're gonna have a big day off a nice three in one day yesterday. I'm excited. And uh I don't know what Chris' is talking about. That puck dogs package has been rolling. We're uh we said we did we did take our lumps in the beginning, but uh we won our last three and we've been rolling right along. Jump on over and grab that too. Um that'll make you some money long term. Um jump aboard. Hockey's not a bad bet.
0: Abso freaking lootly Better than the lucky penny. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for we'll see you of course for our premium show later on today. And of course we'll also see you tomorrow and every day here on our live show. Thank you.
8: Have a good, wonderful day, and let's get some winners.
0: Well, Joe. That's just, luck, Rod. Joe, just a couple guests left to go um for today. We've got um Al McMorty up next and then of course Brian to uh bring us home with uh the uh I don't know. We should we should come up with like a nickname for Brian, like all smiles, Brian, like we, we ran a nickname contest for Brian and it was always like Brian the sharp and Brian, whatever, but I think it's all smiles, you know, All smiles. Yeah. Something like that. What do you think?
1: Well, you guys leave in the comments. What should Brian's
0: nickname be? (laughs) I don't know if we want to do that. Okay. It all depends if he's winning or losing, right? I mean, it's like, that's, it's almost unfair but let's bring it out. Al. Um, Al's been red hot lately. He had a little cold streak, but it, man, he just bounced right off the floor and he has been on the heater ever since. I don't want to jinx him too much, but, uh, <laughs> Al, how's it going? I think you just jinxed me. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, uh, I was we'll, saying we'll find I been, out
6: tomorrow morning, right?
0: I've been saying, I've been saying, you know, all along today and you know, I, You ever get stuck on a team, like, for years? You know, it's like they either did you dirty or they've done you well in the past and you just get stuck on them. Are are, Are you able to just wipe the slate clean? Like,
6: uh, i've me i've never gotten stuck on a team i never think oh gosh that team screwed me three weeks ago i can't take them that's uh, my mindset thank god i mean you know because i know a lot of guys who are like that um you know they, they get burned by a team they're like oh they're off my list or whatever but <laughs> I, 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 yeah no i mean I, there's a lot of guys and, and thank god i've not fallen into that um you know, it's maybe my clients sometimes wish I would have fallen into that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you keep going back to the well and taking that dog shit team, but no, that, that's just not the way I operate. No, it, it, it and happens. He, and it,
0: it's like, it doesn't happen to me all the time, but I've, I have a few where it's like, like this ECU quarterback right now. I just, I can't stand him. You know, I just can't yeah, stand no, I've, I've got,
6: I've got a good friend. who refuses to play on urban Meyer. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. It's just, you know, you get into these things. I, you know, I have Sarkeesian is another one of my guys, but, uh, Joe, what were you going to say? I cut you off there.
1: I was going to say that's Kansas for me and it's also Jared Goff. So those two <laughs> script tonight.
0: Yeah. Jared Goff. You do have that thing that, that, that anti-goff.
1: Yeah. Oh. I did it once this season, even though last season I said, I swore I would never bet with Jared Goff again, made my mistake.
6: Well, what do you got for us today? Well, let's talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. Then, um, you know, they're 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 once again they're favored by a large number against a very good team. Uh, both Kentucky and Georgia are undefeated this year at six and zero. Coincidentally, they're also both five and one against the spread. Uh, that's really where the similarities end. Georgia has the number one defense historically, a great defense, uh, you know, in the country this season, giving up just 5.5 points per game. They're not only number one this year in defensive uh, scoring; they're also number one in point spread differential. They're covering the spread by an average of 14.66 points per game, uh, the only team above 14 in all of college football, and that's uh, 8. Uh, Well, Kentucky's 8.1, so that's uh, 6.56 less than what Georgia's doing, you know, against the spread. So Georgia's just a much superior team than Kentucky. Uh, The relative scoring margin between these two teams is also pretty high, 20.83. So that explains why this number is sitting at 21 and a half points. A lot of people look at the number and, you know, their eyes bug out. They think, oh, you know, Kentucky's undefeated and all. But when you look at the relative scoring margin and you look at the points for a differential, it makes a lot of sense, even when Georgia, you know, uh, might be playing with their second-string quarterback once again. I'm going to take George and minus the points in this ballgame and go against the undefeated Wildcats. When you take a look at how double-digit road underdogs do, when they're, they've they got a really good win percentage, when the win percentage is 857 or better, uh, and that's at Game 5-4, those teams are have covered just 37% over the last 42 years when they're playing an opponent off a straight-up win. George is also pretty strong in the category of playing winning, uh sec opponents when georgia's favorite in the ball game they're 29 and 15 ats including six and one ats if their opponent is undefeated in sec conference play i'm laying the 21 and a half with georgia joe
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think Georgia is going to have a fantastic day. And um, I'm loving this under again to you guys. We're going to have such a battle in the trenches with this one. Um, And I think Georgia comes out on top. They are the way better team. Their defense is holding teams to 5.5 points per game on average. And I think Kentucky is really going to struggle to score.
0: I haven't loved the Georgia quarterback situation. And I do like the running backs, but I think the offense is average i think the defense is one of the best i've ever seen probably the best defense since um 94 miami um really it's it's it is that good um and maybe or 2001 miami either of those two um it's a it's as good as those and um Kirby Smart, the thing is, is that he loses a ton of players to the transfer portal every single year, too, which is pretty amazing, and that just shows you how many top recruits this guy gets. I think this one's going to come down to field position, though. It's a ton of points, and it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of things. I, you know, Kentucky's got the two running backs, Chris Rodriguez, Carvasse, Smoke, Um, that, you know, they've done a nice job, but they haven't played this defense, you know, either. So, uh, I don't know, it's for me i i understand georgia's been crushing the spread but i don't know i think it's going to come down to field position it's we'll know early if they do what they did to arkansas and just you know come out and you know bust them up it'll be over in hurry cuz kentucky will have no answers but they have a big physical quarterback they've got um you know two good running backs i don't know to me it's 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 a pass but uh, i I see it. What else, what else do you have for us, Sal?
3: Oh, let's go over
6: to the mid American conference. Uh, you know, last week, Western Michigan, this, this game to me was a head scratcher came out of nowhere. You know, they were favored by 13 and a half points uh, against ball state at home. They were upset 45 to 20. So they failed to cover the point spread by 38 and a half points. And not surprisingly, the reason was turnovers. They had four turnovers and they forced none in return. But they had been playing really well before that game, which is really why it was a, just a huge head scratch for me. I think they might have been on a 3-0-1 ATS run going into that ball game. I, I think this is a really good spot for them to bounce back, you know, back-to-back home games are going to be back in front of their home faithful here, you know, against Kent State. And when you look at how teams do when they uh, fail by 31 or more points of the spread in the previous game, if they're in a tight point spread range, if they're favored by 10 points or less, those teams, if they've also got a 400 or better win percentage, they do really well against a spread. Um, And that's the situation here. These two teams also coincidentally played the Buffalo Bulls in back-to-back weeks on October 2nd and October 9th. And when you take a look at how those two teams did against that very, you know, the same opponent on back-to-back weeks, Western Michigan did better than Kent State. Even though Western Michigan had to play that game on the road, Kent State had that uh, game at home. But yet, Western Michigan out yarded Buffalo by one seventy-five, and I think Ken State was eighty-four, so or something like that. But so it was a you know much better performance, even though they had a disadvantage with the schedule there. So I like Western Michigan here minus the seven points. It's even come down a little bit to six and a half, and I'm going to lay the points with the Broncos.
0: I was looking at this one as a premium pick earlier. Didn't just just miss my list, Joe.
1: Yeah, I think um, home field advantage is going to be huge for Western Michigan in this. We see them, they do play well at home. They're two and um, one in their last three games at home. They also have a really solid defense, and I think that's going to be the key um, stopping this Kent State team in this matchup. So I like them um, to cover those points.
6: Yeah, Kent, Kent State. You seen their de- Go ahead. Oh, Joe, have you seen their defensive splits at home this year? No. There it's crazy. Western Michigan at home this year, uh, 1.8 yards per rush against their opponents. And then you take a look at what Kent's, you know, defensive yards per rush is on the road It's 6.0. And admittedly, you know, quality of competition has a lot to do with that. Um, but still it's, it's a pretty stark difference when you look at the home road rushing splits this year on defense.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I looked at this one too. And it's the same thing, like you said, that, um, Western Mish way better at home. And I think that some of their overall statistics are, are a little skewed also because they did schedule up like a lot of the MAC teams did. So um, I think they're a better team than what the numbers show. And I think that, you know, they haven't played. I think over the course of a 12 game season, those numbers smoothed out. But over, you know, five or six games, you know, they're still showing that Michigan game and, you know, which maybe they were a little in. I don't think I I really, you know, going back to that game. I don't think that they were in over their head. I think that they maybe played like they were in over their head. I think they didn't. I think in order to take down a big team like that, you got to take your shots, and I don't think they did. But uh, just
6: well, they've you know they've had a nice season, notwithstanding uh, that game last week. So hopefully they bounce back today. So over at Pick Dogs Premium, we'll uh we've got eight plays in college football i've also got one play in baseball at the moment i'll probably add a second baseball play uh after we hang up here and then i've got three nfl games for sunday a lot of big plays this week and i've got my nfl game of the month we hit our nfl game of the month in september on the ravens against the chiefs i've also got my second college football conference game of the year going today we hit our first one with our SEC conference game of the year in Georgia against Kentucky. We're 31-12, and 12, our last 43 college football conference games of the year, so don't miss that one. And we've been on a nice roll, as Mitch mentioned earlier, 43-16, and 16, our last 59. Had another sweep of the board yesterday with San Jose State and the Houston Astros. So the best deal of all, of course, is to join for a week or a month and also to team you up with one of the other champion handicappers here at Pick Dogs under the two-for-one handicapper special
0: any comment on what the uh what you think the official uh sports book of the NFL's position was on Monday night's game on uh, the total <laughs> or the side
6: <laughs> uh, I, I i think i can't even I, all I'm thinking about is Saturday. It's remind me what happened on Monday night.
0: Well, there was a <laughs> a, well, a team is down by eight, and uh, they go for they oh, go yeah. for two, <laughs> and yeah, in a I, spread the game the spread happens well, but, to be six but, and okay, a half.
6: so this is, no, no this is a true story. So I was watching the game on my computer. I wasn't watching it on TV because I was working. I'm watching it on my computer, and obviously game theory says you know you go for. Um, when you're down 14 and there's a short amount of time left in the game you go for two on the first touchdown because you have two bites at the apple and if you get it on the first bite then you win the game with an extra point so game theory says you do go for two so i'm watching on my computer and i've got philadelphia plus six and a half yeah and i'm thinking to myself like oh my god i hope this Freaking coach understands game theory and goes for two here. And I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm just watching it. Like, is it going to say extra point? Is it going to say two point conversion? Is it going to, and then it pops up two point conversion converted. I'm like, oh, good. The coach understood game theory. But so, you, yeah, that was, uh, but it's not a, co- right it's, move.
0: it's not like what the all time great coaches have done. You know, <laughs> it's like down by, because well, they, no, they, they weren't they, down it, by 14. They were down by eight with yeah. an extra point pending. They weren't down by 14. They're down by eight at that point. No, no, no,
6: no, no. That's not the point. You're, you're, it, it, the the move is when you're down by 14 and you score a touchdown, you always go for two to cut it because if you fail, you're down by eight and then you have a, and then if you're going to need the second touchdown anyway, because there's, you're only going to have one more possession. So it's in a game where you have only a few possessions left. You do it because you know, there's only two opportunities to do it. And if you fail, To get the two pointer on the first one, you get it on the second one and you have a and you have a much better chance to win the game that way because you can avoid overtime with the extra point if you succeed on the two pointer on your first one it's a much it improves I think it improves your chances of winning uh, 13% from fit like it's a huge play to you know kick to go for two on that on that. First initial touchdown when you're down by 14.
0: I'm kicking the extra point there, I'm especially at home. It's, especially it's at not. Home. It's
6: not. It's not. It's not even. It's not even close. That's one of the biggest things, and everyone understands that now. In fact, I think I was talking about this with Larry Ness. I think as far back he he told me this was happening as far back as maybe year 2000 in college football. He said um, a coach did that, and he he told me that And because we I was talking about. How this has happened over the last five years? It says, "Oh no!" Even well, they used to not have
0: overtime in college football, so that's a different thing. College football overtime even, only started. Um, we we went over this. Like the NFL only started the two point conversion in 1994, right. I think it was. We found right. we looked at it, and then the college football overtime only started um, not as not that long ago either. College football overtime right. started. Um, let me see. College football overtime.
6: College football overs. I'm sorry, in 1996. Yeah, so it
0: hasn't been around that yeah, long sh- either. Started,
6: I think, 1995 in the bowl game. Yeah, right? I was
0: at the '84 Orange Bowl when uh, Nebraska went for two instead of going for the tie. Um, and also, I mentioned that you know two teams same color playing each other, um, Syracuse <laughs> Auburn. They tied in the Sugar that one year, and of course,
3: famous. Yeah, but
6: if you if you've got if if you've got a 50 percent chance of making the two then you can do the math and you can realize that how much of an advantage it gives you by doing it. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have a uh, 75% chance of having two successful, I'm sorry, you're going to have a 75% chance of not being in a worse position. If you have a 50% chance of making the two. I'm kicking so, the extra point
0: at home, <laughs> kicking no, How, about all, how about, all right, all how, how about the Cardinals against the 49ers? Fourth and two from the 50 yard uh, line, I seven and a half minutes, that
1: extra point, seven <laughs> and a half,
0: seven and a half minutes left to go in the game down by three. And you go for it.
6: Okay. Re- okay so it's, it's you're down Cardinals by three. You're on
0: the 48 yard line. Your own 48. You're down by three. Fourth and two. You have a rookie first time starter quarterback. You punting. Are you going?
6: I watched some of that ball game. Um, I didn't see that play. I, I well, they went. They went. The they, went they went for it.
0: The, yeah, they went you know, for it. The Cardinals uh, got the ball at the fifty-yard line and threw a touchdown. Like two plays later, to DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. I mean, yeah, it's.
6: I mean, I had I had the loser in that game. I, 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 I you know I wish they probably would have not gone for it. Oh yes, yeah, I, never, I never saw the play, but. Um, I just think you see more going
0: for it now than you ever have. You do. and it's because it's because the the rules are so skewed to the offense. You know that the, the the coaches feel they that stopping them or getting a three and out is just so difficult. I, I understand.
6: Well, I I also, I also think you know you're rewarded a lot in a lot of ways by being aggressive too. I mean, it's not just the rule. Well, the rules play into it. You have a much better chance of. Well, we can oh, pick this set. up again. We can pick this up again
0: tomorrow. Yeah, let, we appreciate you come, We appreciate you coming by, of course. Thanks, guys. Big Al, absolute heater.
1: <laughs> Best of luck today, Best of Al. Luck. Thanks,
0: Joe. Well, Al. Oh, see some good insight there. You know, we don't always Absolutely. have to agree on everything. I'm kicking that extra point. I really don't care. I had the Eagles in that game too. Um, so I yeah. appreciate it, you know, I appreciate the effort that he, that even if they didn't make it, that at least they went for the win for us, you know, but um, yeah, for sure. Does, did, I did too. Didn't make a lot of sense. So we're going to bring in uh, Brian, our always our cleanup hitter here on the show. And uh, I'm sure he's going to gloat about that cow cover last night against Oregon. No, it did not. they did not. was. Uh, they did not get the win outright but they did cover they scored on their first drive and i said they wouldn't score all game so yeah.
4: i was gonna say that big al said exactly what i said on monday that it comes down to uh, you know mathematics and it was a statistical uh, right move and it's always ha- hard to follow legend big al one of my favorite guys in the business but he was right on it and exactly what i said on monday i it mathematically makes sense to go for two 14-point game in the fourth quarter. But anyway, that was on Monday, and we're on Saturday. Show, so. show, <laughs> show me show me your work on that math problem. Anyway. So what...
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> Two-point conversions are 49.4% successful, so two opportunities would give you a really – anyway, we're not going to get into that again.
0: Well, what do you that got for us fun. today, Brian, as far as a free pick?
4: Maybe you'll like my free pick today, and easily it could have been a premium pick today. I'm going to take – um. The minnesota golden gophers at home here plus the points i rode nebraska last week and just barely got a cover uh as we've seen uh implosions as a regular theme here with scott frost and nebraska corn huskers over the last few years minnesota at three and two has not had the greatest of seasons but we saw nebraska go to illinois to start the season as a pretty big favorite and crap to bed minnesota has not covered a game at home this season I really feel this easily could have been one of my top plays of the day. Golden Gophers, 4 one against the spread last five conference games. Minnesota is also 31-15-5, last 51 games as a dog. I think Minnesota has a chance to win this game outright, but I like to play it safe. I'm going to take the points here in the Golden Gophers.
0: Well, we know you like to play it safe. Yes, I do. Joe, what are you thinking? She's frozen. But no, Joe, what do you think of Nebraska against Minnesota?
1: You know what? I think Nebraska's quarterback is too tough for um, this Minnesota team. I'm going to have to go with Nebraska in this one. And I think it's going to be an under game. Um, What we're seeing out of Nebraska, um, the totals finish under in nine of their last 11 Played on the road. Um, I think their defense is solid. Their offense is solid. Uh, A solid offensive line. I think this team's too much for Minnesota, who has won five and one against the spread in their last seven at home. I don't see them getting it done today.
0: PJ Fleck, not one of my favorite coaches, that's for sure. But at the same time, I saw I liked the way last time out two weeks ago. Um, against Purdue in the rain, throwing deep in the second half when they had chances to win the game and they won the game. They won outright as a dog in that game. It was the best they looked all season long. I think their whole off-season game plan revolved around Ibrahim who got um, knocked out in that Ohio State game. You know, it's gone for the season. And I think, you know, you have to regroup. And I think Minnesota has now finally regrouped. Nebraska has been kind of close but no cigar. You know, it's the way that they've been all season long. And I think that in this case, I think it's kind of the same thing. I don't know who wins the game, but four and a half is, just seems to be too
4: easy. I think it's a field goal win for Nebraska. I think at they best. barely crap.
0: Either they make the field goal or they miss the field goal. I think it's I one I could see it going to
4: overtime yeah, and that's four it. and a half points. Yeah,
0: I could see it too. I, I just, to me, Nebraska just close. I think they've made a big improvement, enough to save Scott Frost's job at this point. But We'll see see a five, close out. This is a 500 team, you know, I mean, they, if they, if they beat Michigan last week, who knows, you know? Yeah. I and I think,
1: beat. I think this line's too low because everyone's seeing that they didn't beat Michigan And I think it would have been higher if they came in beating Michigan. And I think they get this win off the loss. But I think
0: everyone saw that they kind of hung in there with Michigan, and they had Michigan. They had their chance, and all that other stuff. I think everybody saw that. And even you know, in that Michigan game, there was that miserable call before the half, the pass interference that gave Michigan the touchdown as opposed to getting the field goal. That was a four point differential in a three point game, and that it was the difference maker um, in that game. Was you know. They get three there instead of four. Well, Nebraska wins the game. Absolutely. So, Brian, what else? You got any other picks or are you just selling something?
4: Uh, that's it for me today. I'm just hawking uh, my wares now. Okay. Tell us what you got. i tell you what. I'm going to try to follow up that 3-0 and night. And this is the time of year I usually make hay in college football. I got my blank check college football play, my Saturday golden ticket, and my SEC game of the month. You get five plays for $50 at PickDogs.com Premium Picks. But if you want one play, pick up my blank check. Should Write any amount in there. Should be an easy winner tonight. 30 bucks at PickDogs.com. Or join that VIP. Join the VIP show. I'm going to definitely give out one of the plays on the VIP.
0: I will as well. So I will see you on the VIP show. Brian, thanks for joining us. As always, we'll see you tomorrow and every day here at PickDogs. Well, Joe, that's all our guests for today. You have anything you want to say to our audience? Any picks? Anything? Uh...
1: Yeah, I want to wish everyone best of luck um, first. But I also like this Texas A&M and Missouri game. And I know we've talked about this one all week, Mitch. Yeah. Um, First, I thought it could be a letdown spot for Texas A&M, but I don't see it being in this one. I think they're going to ride momentum and come out and get this win and cover the spread. Um, I'm also liking the over. I think this is too low in this one. When we look at Texas A&M, they're 6-3 and three against the spread in their last nine. Um, and I think they have a dominating game over Missouri, who's 0-9 against the spread in their last nine. They're not doing well, and... Um, also in Missouri games, this over has been cashing in the last, I believe it's the last five games. We have hit that over. So give me Texas AM and uh, minus the points and the over in this matchup.
0: I was going to give Western Michigan. The other one that I like is Pitt that I didn't give out as a premium pick, but the line is really starting to move away from me. It's getting up towards a touchdown where I'm a little less comfortable, but I still like Pitt in that game. So it was a bonus. But instead, I'll give out Wyoming, was my other choice here. And um, another one that just missed as a premium play for me. I think the Cowboys um, probably win this thing outright at home. Uh, the public all over Fresno State, who we've seen on TV a million times. Wyoming, a team that nobody ever sees. And, you know, basically always a good edge, you know, just in that respect alone. And uh, certainly probably the better team here. So I'm going to take Wyoming against Fresno State. And those Fresno State fans have not been very nice to me over the years. So even more reason to take Wyoming. Anyways, thanks Absolutely. everyone for thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Let's make it a winning day. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow for NFL Pro Football. Of course, uh, be sure to check out our premium and VIP shows as well as our premium and premium picks over at pickdogs.com. Let's make it an winning day. And like I said, we appreciate each and every one of
3: you. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time.